I've been on Ashraf's show before. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says just last week he was saying to a show producer, we need to get that fresh guy back on my show. And you beat him to it. Uh, I beat him to it, yes. I can read your mind, Ashraf. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll tell you what. Can I say something? This is, this is interesting. This reminds me, you, we were saying off the air, nothing happens as a coincidence. Yes. Um, you know, the, the big question often is like, when did you make it? When did you know you made it or you think you're there? There, were, there was an event um, yes. that I was going to attend um, as a... Because I used to do a sports presenter before. And, and I thought I'd actually attend that event to learn something about presenting in sport. This is yes. like after maybe two years at 5FM at that stage, right? Yes. And um, I get a call like a couple of weeks before. It's like, we want you to... Can you deliver a presentation on how to do sport? You know, that's the time when you know, hold it. You've been recognized at an event that you thought you'd attend to learn something. Mm. So... In this case, yeah, you. I wanted to invite you, but you beat me to the draw. There's a message in that. I'll be on your show soon, maybe even uh, next week. Well, great stuff. 11 minutes after six, results for the survey are coming up next. 76% of homeowners admit this. What is it? 76% of homeowners admit this. What is it? Metro FM is where you're at. 14 minutes after six, hashtag what are you packing? Metro FM is where you're at. Born in Johannesburg on the 4th of June, 1962, Ashraf Garda lived with his parents in uh, Fiestas until they relocated to Linesia under the Group Areas Act. He has a textile business with his wife, Jamela. Ashraf's entry into radio began when he hosted sports shows on community radio stations, Radio Az Zahir, and later The Voice 95.4 FM. Currently, he is the chief driver of Champion South Africa. What on earth is that? Uh, Ashraf will break it down. Ashraf is also a program director, media trainer, communication consultant, podcaster, and keynote speaker. Ashraf, welcome. Yeah, thank you. I, I have to do this because I can't let it go. Yes. We have to sort of scratch out fiesta. Fiestas. And go with fitas. Because fitas. fiesta sounds like celebration. Yes, it does. Fitas, in many ways, was a celebration. Where was but fitas? But then people, literally a kilometer from here. The, you, got, you got Auckland Park. You go over the bridge. You got Brixton on the left side of Brixton was the original Fria de Dorp in Afrikaans, ah, page view, yes. fitas colloquially, which ironically at that stage was uh, was lived by people of, and I'll have to say it, African as in black African, colored a- in Indians. And, and then they started sending people away. So the first lot went to Meadowlands, the others went to Lanasia, the others went to El Dorado Park. Over a 30 period, uh, year period, everybody got kicked out. Um, how, old, how old were you when the trucks arrived? I, I, I think it was about 12. Yes. Yeah. Uh, do you remember the day the trucks arrived? Yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. And, please take us back And, and I remember the days before that where the, I think it was called, they used to call him the GGs, the government department. That was a light. So government cars, right? Yes. Uh, probably a VW. And whenever they come, there was a sense of fear because you know they're going to come and give you notice. Yes. Um, and you couldn't fight them until at a certain period they... They basically packed off the whole lot to different to different areas, and uh, yeah, I, I think there's a sense of well, two parts of it. One was they 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 first removed the people from the stores, 14th Street in, so colloquially it's fit us. Yes, um, effectively was the Oriental Plaza, if you get my point. Ah, I see what they you mean. kicked out the people from there because that was the hub in terms of trading. Yes, and they said only if we destroy 14th Street, and my dad had a business there. 
then we will kill off Hitas, which is exactly what happened. Wow. And then they, they forcibly, and people tend to not remember this, they forcibly then moved people to the Oriental Plaza, which was meant as this construction that was really meant to destroy business. Mm. It succeeded in spite of government's best intentions. Wow. Um, so, yeah, you remember that with, um, with, with sadness, bitterness, um, and, and, and anger. What did your parents say to you the time you guys were forced from Fetus uh, to Linasia? Did they speak to you about it? Were you sat down? I, or or I did you understand? No, we, 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 you know, you understood. Um, and I think this is very important in the context of South Africa where, where we're currently now having this debate about, you know, who's blacker than who and, you know, different shades and mm. who was more privileged. We, you understood from a very young age that you're not white. Yes. You understood, therefore, that there's prejudice. You understood then that you're a victim of apartheid. You knew your place. No, you knew as your the place. So, so, for example, if people went to school, we went to school 30 kilometers from where we where we lived. I went to Rudaport, You know, uh, initially, yes. the point is it was expected of you. So you just know that's that's the card you've been dealt with. 18 minutes after six. This is Fresh Breakfast on Metro FM. We're hanging out with SAFM talk show host Ashraf Gada is in the building. Nicki Minaj on Metro FM. This is Familia, 20 minutes after 6. We're hanging out with SAFM's Ashraf Gada. What on earth is he packing? We are about to find out. We totally forgot the mm-hmm. homeowner's uh, fresh breakfast yeah, survey. Yeah, people were going to be waiting for you outside, just wanting to talk. There's a guy already licking a knife. <laughs> 76% of own, uh, homeowners admit this. Mm. What is it? Uh, Gostoza says house maintenance is costly buying is the easy part mm-hmm. is what they admit uh, Mr. Nchani says they don't actually like visitors hmm. uh, Chris Mabunda we don't read what's on the contract we just sign True. 76% of homeowners admit that they don't know what their neighbors do for a living Oh. yes do you know what your neighbors do for a living? I mean, the other farm. Well, I was about to say they are farmers. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody in my neighborhood is a farmer. I've been in my neighborhood for the past well, five years. Yes. And I know all of my neighbors. I don't know what a single one does. Really? That is so weird. Please share with us. <laughs> this is Fresh Breakfast. Yeah, this is Fresh Breakfast Traffic. Thank you, Rob Busy. We'll chat to you in about 30 minutes. Fresh Breakfast on Metro FM. We're hanging out with SAFM's Ashraf Garda. And uh, we're asking the question this morning. 76% of homeowners admit that they don't know what their neighbors do for a living. Ashraf, what, what do your neighbors do? I actually, I, 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 I know, okay? Uh, there's five, there's four neighbors. In fact, but a couple of them have changed. But let, let me start with the most significant one. Yes. The, the one neighbor that I have uh, is a couple. The, the wife's name is Celeste. And the husband's name is Tabiso. Yes. And if people on Metro FM would know, had a sense of history, it would be Tabiso Tema and Celeste Tema. Oh, so flip. that's my neighbors. Are yeah. your neighbors with Titi? Uh, yeah, yeah. That is so, so that's dope. What, that's, that's amazing. And of course, we've known each other forever. So, Do you ever stand by the fence like uh, old housewives used to do in the township and gossip about media? Actually, we, we, there's no, you know, the roads are just that much bigger. So, you know, you need to. But do we cross the road and chat? Yes. <laughs> Are you are you a decent neighbor to have? I think I am. I I, I make a point wherever I've lived to yes. very quickly get to know who they are, and very quickly I want to get their mobile number. So here's the next question: Do you have the mobile numbers? So as in WhatsApp groups of your neighbors? Actually, five neighbors, I have all. For instance, I mean, I'm in, I'm in a WhatsApp group with all of the neighborhood. Yeah, 
I don't know what anyone does. I've never bothered to ask. I I I have a my my father told me a long time ago when it was a light. He said, you know, when you meet someone, don't just ask them their first names because that doesn't say too much. Okay? Yes. It's like, oh, what is your name? Like Tato. It's like what? Ask them their surname because then you'll get a sense of the history. So the extension of that would be what's your surname and then where you come from. So no, I would inevitably know what people do. Ashraf Garda is in the building. How did you? What channeled you into media, Ashraf? What What channeled me? And, and what was the uh, initial plan? Was okay, that, so was that no, it always not, the plan? No, it is not the plan. Yes. So, uh, what channeled me f- first? This is important. Um, I come from a family with a huge sporting interest, particularly yes. with cricket. But but funny enough, soccer is the first love for me. But but a big cricketing history in Black South African cricket historically. Yes. So sport was was a part of your life, okay. And when people played in in other cities, of course, those results were never mentioned. I'm talking of the the Black Transvaal team and the Black Western Province team. Mm. Um, then people would call into our house because they'd know we'd have all the scores. So they're like, you are kidding. Our family, yeah. So. You're in media. You're exposed that you have to write down the scores as a lighty, as a kid. You put it down, and then when you call in, it's like, what's the cricket score at, at, uh, at the, you know, the Black Newlands or whatever it was? Like, okay, that's the Transvaal score. So, so the exposure was there already. Yes. Phenomenal. Uh, the second point was, for some reason, I was this, this crazy reader. Yes. Um, and that's never left me. So mm. even now, if you say, what's this, but one, the most significant thing that has given me an edge in media is mm. that I've always read aloud. I'm not just read, I read aloud. In the days before the internet, when people went abroad, most other people would ask for gifts. Yes. My gift was, can you get me an English language newspaper? Wow. Okay? But that doesn't mean I was involved in the media. As yes, you mentioned yes, earlier, yes, yes. I was in the fashion fabric industry. So I can talk to you about, for example, Soma Bile in Demasi. Yes. You, know, you would know that name, right? He knows me from those years, okay, when, when he was starting out uh, with, with SAFTA fashion organization before the Mandela shirts came on board and we know each other that long. Uh, what's his? Sipo Hatstik Mabuse. Yes. I know him because I sold him very upmarket fabrics a long, long time ago. It's amazing. Um, what got me into it? Yes. Shall I tell you now? In, in fact, let's just go back to the shop because yeah. uh, your father owned a shop. Uh, in Fitas, right? Yeah. Before yeah. you were relocated to Lanesia. Did you move with the shop? Uh, well, the, you moved, he moved to the store. I was still too young. He moved the shop to yes. the Oriental Plaza. Yeah. As a child, often if your parents own a shop, you will work at the shop. Absolutely. And more often than not, you'll resent it because yes. your friends are on holiday playing yes. outside. Yes. The, the, the rule was every Saturday morning, you had to work. Yeah. There was no choice in the matter. And, and in December, from the day school closes... Thursday till the twenty fourth of December till it gets till it stops getting busy. Yes, you have to work. Everybody else chills, uh, and then the same money. Then, if you used to go on holiday, if you were old enough, then that's the money you would use to go on holiday. With hindsight, thank you to the parents because no matter what, uh, most people in media tend to think along linear lines. Yes, you you think entrepreneurship no matter what it mm. never leaves you. And that work ethic is just instilled yeah. in you from an early age. Absolutely. 29 minutes after 6, Metro FM is where you're at. We're hanging out with SAFM's Ashraf Garda. The big question is, what on earth is champion South Africa? He'll break it down next. Tell us about your first time at the SABC. How did you get into the SABC? Uh, I got into the SABC. So, so the, the first story was I got into media yes. by giving a local radio station some advice about how they should cover a local soccer tournament for kids 
and I was the chairman of our club, and all I was interested in is how they can get exposure for the cup final. Ah, all these kids, right? Yes. Uh, I'm talking of community radio, of course. Yes. So that's how they then came back at the last minute to say, great ideas, can you find the guests? I got all the guests for them, and the day before the cup final, they said, you know what? None of us knows enough about this tournament. Can you do the interviews, please? So the first time I ever went on air at a yes. community radio station, I had like six people in studio. You don't ever do that. You know that, right? What, what were you doing before then? I used to be in the fabric business. Okay. I, I was I was importing very upmarket fabric. So if you're looking at me now, I'm wearing a linen shirt. The, the so interest, you were the material guy. Uh, yeah, but, but the interest in linens and very upmarket silks still, still is maintained, okay? Yes. From that, right, how I got here, a friend of mine, Eunice, Eunice Solomon used to work at the SABC. In yes. fact, he got wind that 5FM, where you used to work before next door to where we are now, they were looking for a sports guy in the afternoon and on ah. the weekends. Okay? So, what, what year is this? Uh, roughly? I think around 1990, well, it was 99, somewhere yes. there. Yes. It's just after the 98 World Cup when we played the very first soccer World Cup. Yes. And, and the plan was that I, I said, Goodness, I'll do anything. Uh, because when I did a course, well, this is important, when I did a radio course, um, you know, they asked you, like, why are you here? Yes. And my thought was, like, I'm here because I want to learn so darn much yes. so that I can impress you so darn much. So the moment I'm done here, I'll be headhunted and I'll get on air. Uh, by the time the course was done, I was super confident that I'll get on air. I, I, was, I believed in myself completely. Yes. So they found that 5FM were looking for a sports guy. I didn't really want to do sport, okay? You'll take anything. I ended up doing sport, grew into it, right? And, and that's how I got on air. So 5FM... Then SAFM, then I also did quite a bit of analysis at times for Supersport, ironically, right? Yes. Um, at, at, at different times. And, and then for me, after the 2010 World Cup, mm. it was like sport as a presenter for me was finishing club. I then got gravitated far more into sure. what really is, is, is very much part of my soul, which is current affairs and issues impacting our country. What would you say your highlight at SAFM has been so far? Just looking back at the career you've had at SAFM. You know, you what, know, what the, moments stick okay, out? Okay, but, in your but mind? the usual one is one moment, and, I, and I'm going to tell you honestly because I can't. There's, there's no single one moment. Yes. But what I will say is, and you've been reading some of the tweets now, when 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 I used to get feedback from people to say your impact on my life, you ah. my mentor, and I'm saying I don't even know I'm mentoring you because you can mentor on the air even as we talk now. Yes. So it's not one moment, mm. but it's a series of amazing moments that we are in a privileged position having a seat at the front table being able to influence the country as, as you're obviously doing right and now. And affect change positively. Absolutely, yeah. Tell us about Champion South Africa, Ashraf. Champion South Africa is a is a movement conceptualized about two years ago. Lots of trialing and, and 2019 is the year of big takeoff for Champion South Africa. Mm-hmm. Why does it exist? It's, it understands that South Africa currently we're a mid-table nation. I love using sporting phrases. If we mess up, we can get relegated. Ah. But we want to win the league. Sure. So champion South Africa is not a verb where you champion South Africa. It's an end goal. Mm. It actually says we will be seen as the champion nation on earth. So our role really is to inspire a champion-like mentality ah. uh, with me inspiring you, you inspiring a person listening in to say, can we up our game collectively in the same way you had the guys from Chiefs talking earlier about how disgruntled they were. Mm. So we make a noise about sports clubs underperforming and, and we sort of make the substitution thing like get a better player. Mm. So how can't we do the same thing with us? Because all of us 
are in this team representing our country the moment we're born. So Champion South Africa's ultimate goal is to be the number one nation on earth. How do we get involved? Just at a, I'm, I'm in a taxi going to work right now. How do I help make South Africa the champ that she should be? What, the, the first thing for you to do on your own is to link your personal success with your country's success. You win, South Africa wins. Can you, can you internalize that? You, you mess up, South Africa messes up. So if you want your country to be the number one nation on earth, then goodness you, in the taxi, in a car, you need to up your game. That's the informal part, but that's probably the most important part to internalize this concept, which is champion people build champion people. So champion people build champion people and champion people build champion nations no nation that's become a champion nation has been has got to that level without its people collectively moving up to champion level so that's what people need to be doing how they can actually get involved in the movement itself um is is manifold first of all the the easiest way we want to roll out a a volunteer program in the next few months Mm. just drop me an email uh, info at championsouthafrica.coza so info at championsouthafrica not SA full championsouthafrica.coza but you can follow us Twitter, Facebook, Instagram LinkedIn no I don't think so but those three and we will certainly connect with you but at a simple level for goodness sake internalize champion people build champion nations we're hanging out with Ashraf Garda on Metro FM Ashraf Garda is about to leave. Before we let you go, sir, mm. you also do a lot of media training. You advise people. You yeah, mentor yeah. people. How do we get into that action? You, how, when you say how do we as, as a listener? If I want to get involved in any of the stuff that you're working on. Well, probably the best is just bookings at ashrafgarda.co.za. Just yes. very simple. Bookings at ashrafgarda.co.za. In some of the training that you do, what have you learned yourself? Here's the first one, and I was aware of it today. Most people, when they guess, they don't ask whether they're going to be alone, which I did ask, okay? Yes. They don't ask how long they're going to be on air, right? Um, And they don't ask whether they're going to have to field calls or not. And they just assume things are right. And when they are guests, and you ask like a business guy, what's your Twitter handle of the company? He's like, uh, 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 uh. And here's the last part. People say people in the media have an agenda. So you, you, you have me here with you because you have an agenda. There's nothing wrong in the guest having an agenda as well. Yes, sir. You must have an agenda when you come here. My agenda ultimately is to get this nation to become a champion nation. So when I say you as a person like Tando, we need you to become a ch- one of the champion people. That's my agenda because that's the way I can grow my ambitions, which is to turn this country into a champion South Africa. So Amen, brother. Wrong with that. Ashraf, where do we find you online? Uh, well, you know, Twitter, Facebook. Instagram, you, you, you'd certainly find me across the board there. Yes. Um, and I mean, if you need to drop me an email, just ashraf at ashrafgarda.co.za. Ashraf at ashrafgarda.co.za. Can I, can I say two things very quickly? Yes, People sir. have been asking me about books I could recommend. So three books very quickly. The very, very old one, because it still matters to me, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, yes. especially if you want to still get your mindset right. Very important. Two South Africans, the, the very latest book by... Um, uh, Pepe Marais called Growing Greatness, very impressive book. And Douglas Kruger, who I engage with often, uh, his book about owning your industry. You actually own your industry. Um, and, I, and I read the book about brand new with you included a long, long time ago. But yes. get those books, Growing Greatness, Own Your Industry, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Ladies and gentlemen, Ashraf Garda is about to leave the building.